Hello and welcome to the VMUG Professional Development Podcast. My name is Matthew Nanez. I'm Candace Davis. And we are here to help you on your professional development journey. Today we have the VMUG Kansas City leader, Eric Lee, and he's going to talk to us about IT burnout. Candace, can you tell us a little bit more about Eric Lee? Absolutely. So Eric wrote an insightful blog titled My Trudge Through IT Burnout and the Fight to Keep It at Bay and has become an advocate for IT burnout within the VMA community and the IT community as well. Right. And he's uh, presented about this uh, at many user cons now. That's right. So it might be familiar to you here, but if not, uh, he's sharing this story. And if you have not read the article, I'm going to share it in the show notes so you can read up on it. Um, yeah, and before we get into it, please subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please pass this along to your VMUG community and post it on your social media channels as well. Here's the episode. Enjoy. All right, so we are here with Eric Lee. How are you? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm, I'm doing fantastic. So, uh, so could you give us a quick introduction of yourself and what do you do within uh, VMUG? Sure. Um, my name is Eric Lee, as stated. I've been in IT for about 25 years and I've been a VMUG leader for, I would say, six or seven years and kind of helped out before that. Um, one of the multiple leaders here in Kansas City and help organize the user con in our quarterly meetings and I pretty much emcee most of them. Uh, some of the other guys have been around a long time and they just kind of let me take the reins in those areas. So That's awesome. So what, the real reason we, we have you on today is that we're talking about uh, IT burnout. And uh, now you wrote a blog called, I'm going to say the, the title right now, My Trudge Through the IT Burnout and the Fight to Keep It at Bay. And so do you feel like that article started the whole conversation about IT burnout? And, and how long ago was that when you wrote that? Uh, I, I would say I, I don't I, – <laughs> this is kind of hard because in my, mm -hmm. in my community that I'm in, there wasn't any real talk about it. As I've written the article and it's gotten out there and I started presenting on it and doing some more research, I've found many more that came before mine in other communities. So mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm the first one on it. But I would definitely say in the community that I run around with, you know, VMUG and in the VMworld and, and some of the other stuff, it, it is definitely the first one that I've really seen out there from a personal standpoint. Right. And how long ago uh, did you write that article? Well, I'd been working on the article for about a year and wow. I decided to present on it. So at the end of 2017, I submitted to four different conferences uh, to try to talk on the subject. And I got declined for all four of them. So wow. one night I decided to, okay, let's just finish the article. I was up really, really late one night and I was just kind of in that mood and I just hammered it out on the keyboard and I sent it over to a couple of friends and was like, Hey, what do you think? And they were like, you need to get this out there now. So I published it, um, you know, early last year. Um, and from that time, I decided to, since I coordinate the KCV mug user con, mm -hmm. I decided to put myself on the schedule. And when I <laughs> did that, I, uh, I, it, that's when it kind of really took off is, is the article took off itself. And then when I presented it in person, it, it took off even more. And, and that's kind of where it's led to where it's at now. 
why do you why do you feel like the the topic got declined so many times before this took off? What, like if you put yourself in their shoes, like what what would you think your reasoning would be? Well, I actually through back channels found out from a couple of them the only reason I was declined is they didn't have a track to put me in. I wasn't automation, okay. I wasn't you know, any of this other, they didn't have a community track. So they, they weren't sure where I would fit. And that was the only reason mm -hmm. I was declined. Some of the others, I, I really think it was probably my abstract was not very polished. Um, mm. I I'm good technical writer. Cause I've been in it so long. I'm not a good right. touchy feely writer writer as, <laughs> as if right. you read the blog post, you can kind of tell, but, but what's really interesting. Well, well, what's really interesting about the the blog post is like you know what it may lack. You know, like it's it's very you can tell that the emotion is there that you this means this topic means a lot to you, and I think that's what makes the article so interesting is because like it's so personal and you, you share a lot of of your story, and I think that resonates. And so, uh, but I don't want to assume that everyone listening to this has read the blog, and so. In, in quick, you know, five minutes. I know that's a it's a short amount of time to summarize the article. But could you uh, explain what the article is about? Sure. What what I was really trying to do originally was to just kind of write, and I was using that as a, you know, as a healing purpose for myself. Right. But what I I really tried to do in this blog post and what it's really about is it's about my background. And it's my personal journey through it. I didn't want to be an article about, hey, look for these 100 symptoms that you might have. And, and here's right. the 50 things that you may need to do to go do it. Because we hear a lot of that through other places and we move on. And I, I, mm -hmm. I really felt like the personal journey would allow a connection for other people. And they'd be able to relate better and, and be able to take on. So I, I go through my background, which gives you a little insight as to why I feel the way I do and why I had a hard time talking to people about it. You know, how I first recognized or my wife actually recognized that I had an issue and what I did about it or didn't do. And then the next time and then. I, I transition into the strategies that I currently use on a day-to-day -day basis to help keep me from going through that again. Right. And so IT burnout in itself, like, why do you think it's so hard to talk about? Uh, I don't. So what I would say is this is I think with all the other topics that will probably come out and that have come out around this imposter syndrome, you know, everything else, we have a hard time feeling that we're less than, you know, this IT Superman or Superwoman for everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I think it's hard to talk because you don't want anybody else to think that you have an issue because we're always trying to be the person who solves the problems, not the person right. with the problem. And, and I think that's mm -hmm. very, very hard. And, and on the other side of the realm, you know, my wife was a little irked with me as why didn't you come talk to me about it? You know, we're, mm. we're, a, we're a couple and, and to her, you know, I finally had to say like, look, the other people in IT are working in the same field. I think they can relate better, right? Uh -huh. So I'm more comfortable mm -hmm. talking to them than I was to you. But, I, but I'm definitely working on that side of it. Right. And I think you said something interesting in the fact that uh, 
if you're working in IT, you are helping everybody else. You are solving the problem. So it kind of puts you at a different uh, perspective almost. It's like, well, I'm the one that has the problem now. How do I even start doing that? Correct. Yeah. And, and I do think that translates all throughout a ton of different parts, a uh, ton of different professions. But I think especially IT, 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 that makes sense. Yeah. And when you really think about it, you know, when I, I've been in 25 years and years ago, we would have a big project and you would kind of be done with that project and you'd have a maybe a week or two or maybe even longer lull time before the next one. And and with the IT field the way it is now you're so thin that you're just constantly going from one thing to the next so so i wouldn't i wouldn't say we're like you know first responders that are always in the mix of things but we have a Mm -hmm. we have some of the same similarities for 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 you what were the signs that you were beginning to have it burnout uh the the initial sign was actually more physical than anything else up front um sitting there watching tv and my left hand was shaking so bad um, I probably couldn't have held anything if I wanted to in that. And, and that's when my wife noticed it and I had no idea it was even mm-hmm. happening. So that was kind of the first thing that, that happened to me, uh, since then and, and actually paying attention to my body, I have multiple things that I see that lead me to know it. Um, I'll start mm-hmm. daydreaming, uh, hard to focus like that. I will have, I will feel it in my body, you know, being a little more anxious than normal, um, mm-hmm. not wanting to get anything done. Some of the things for me is, is I don't want to go hang out with friends or go do anything, which is unusual for me cause I'm an extrovert. So mm-hmm. some of the things that I now notice that I didn't notice before they're, they're obvious changes to my day to day, you know, happy self being, and, and those are the things that, that I notice right away. Right. And, and you're saying that, you know, you're an extrovert, you like you love being around people. And in, in the article, you talk about when some friends in the community noticed. So why should someone have a good community behind them when dealing with IT burnout? Uh, I don't see IT burnout as any other problem that we have in the community. We're all trying to learn stuff and we're openly there to help each other and all these technical solutions. Why not on the mental health side as well? That's the way mm-hmm. I look at it. Um, it's, it's for a lot of us, it's something that we didn't grow up doing for sure. In my case, a hundred percent, we didn't talk about our feelings. You would go Mm -hmm. back to work and get your job done and you'll be happy when it's over. Um, that's just not, not reality for most of us. So I don't see it as any different than needing help with learning Kubernetes and you have no idea or (laughs) learning OpenStack and you have no idea what I I don't Mm -hmm. see you know, IT burnout or depression or anything else is being any different. Right. And so, um, how do you, so say if I were to come to you and I'm, I'm starting to deal with IT burnout, but I might not know where to start, like start building those skills, like the self-awareness of knowing that I have a problem, uh, or just the process process of it all. What, uh, would you tell me to, to start doing like within myself to start noticing these things and how to work through it. Uh, and that's, that's the tough part about it. And, and I'm not very good at the telling people what to do about it. I, what I've been able to learn is I'm better at answering questions and being there to listen. And, and most people can figure it out if they just hear what you've been through. 
Um, mm-hmm. Most of the responses I've got from from presenting this topic so many times is I'll have somebody come up to me and say, I was going through this. I didn't know what was going on. But after listening to you and what you're doing, I have a place to start. And, and, and yeah. that starting point is the hardest for everybody. So mm-hmm. most people can take one or two of the strategies that I utilize and, and try to implement those right away. And that mm-hmm. gets them on the path and then they start learning more from there. Um, but there's a ton of resources out there that you can utilize to go look at. Um, the challenge for me when I was looking at those resources is there's so much information. It's so overwhelming on where to even start. You know, mm-hmm. it's like trying to learn OpenStack. If you've ever gone out there and tried to do that, it's like, oh my goodness, where do I even start? And until you have somebody show you, okay, so let's start, get Keystone up and running, right? And then we're mm-hmm. going to build on this. It's the same thing with, with IT burnout. One thing that you said was was really interesting to me is that you're saying, hey, I have a couple of these strategies, right? And so I know everyone is different. Everyone has their thing of what works for them. But what were, what were a couple of strategies that you use to help work yourself out of these things? And maybe whoever's listening to this can take those and maybe try for themselves. So, so the two most important things for me overall is modifying my support system. Mm. Um, I was hanging around with a few people that were providing no benefit to me whatsoever. They were always negative. Um, you know, they were fun to hang out with, but they were pretty negative uh-huh. a lot. And I, I just didn't right. seem to always, you know, they weren't there for me when I needed them. And I tended to always be there for them. And that's mm-hmm. that's one of the things is, is get yourself a good support system, uh, find the people that are there for you for the right reasons, stuff like that. And that that is the number one most important thing for me. I will say the second most important thing for me that I have to do on a day to day basis is a positive reflection. And, and what I mean by that is you have to be able to look at the things that you have accomplished either at work, at home, with your family stuff like that. For instance, I came from a very blue collar family, you know, going to college was something nobody really did. Um, went to college, you know, succeeded and, and look where I'm at now in my career. Look what certifications I have. So I have to do that on a daily basis. I keep a folder of praise that I've gotten from other community members, from my bosses, um, past bosses and stuff like that. I keep a folder and I have to look through those almost daily at times Mm. to kind of pull myself out of it. When you think I'm no good, I'm terrible. Why am I around here? You know, whatever else. And then you go back and read that stuff and you're like, all right, I'm ready to go complete these tasks. Let's get her done. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an energy drink in the form of past compliments and uh it's amazing what what chemical reaction in your body happens when you get that positive interaction from other people i mean it's it's better than an energy drink i mean you nailed it it's like Mm -hmm. an energy drink but it's it's better i mean you feel so much better about yourself and it's easier to move forward for sure one thing that you said in your article is that you got your boss on the same page as you to to support you so what did that do for you? Of course, we want to work hard and please our bosses, but having that emotional support, like I'm sure that was even more so like, you know, having that energy drink, so to speak, and be like, okay, yes, uh, the, 
my boss understands what's going on. Oh, how was that for uh, you? A hundred percent. And, and it was probably one of the most nervous things, you know, I did was when I went to talk to both of the, I have two bosses, one in the past and one now that are that way. It, yeah, it definitely is. Um, listen, it, a good manager wants to do whatever they can to be able to be more efficient for their employees to, to help, you know, the company grow and help them grow. So if mm-hmm. they know what triggers there are out for you and they can either help you work on them or alleviate them from ever getting to you, then that's going to make you more efficient, but then also makes them look better, right? Mm-hmm. So any boss that's not willing to do that, I think isn't a good manager anyways. I mean, yeah. there's always exceptions to that. Like you can't say, well, I don't ever want to have a JIRA ticket because of anxiety. Well, we use JIRA. That's not going to yeah. happen. But <laughs> That's it, not going to change. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to change. But, you know, if there's, you know, if you're not good at confrontation at all and you need help with, you know, documenting things to where you don't have to get in confrontational situations, then that's something a manager would be willing to help you with. Mm-hmm. And what would you say to someone who, you know, may not have a good boss, you know, they come to them and say like, Hey, like, this is what's what triggering me and they don't get that support. What, what advice would you give to that person? Yeah. And, and that one's really, really hard, right? Because mm-hmm. in, I'll put it this way. I worked at the same place for 12 years and, and burnout happened to me the first time when I was at that job. And I was very, very nervous about changing jobs. I mean, my mom worked for the same place for 25 years. My dad for the same place for over 20 years as well, too. You know, you Mm -hmm. kind of buy in the company. It was, it was, I was scared. Um, if you can find somewhere else to work within your company, uh, I would look at that first. And if not, I would Mm -hmm. find somewhere else to work. Now, the, the first, I mean, those are the things to look at. Now, if your boss is just bad, that's what you need to do. If your boss and you just have never really talked about it, um, I would go there and have a conversation and just say, you know, Hey, I'm, I need a little help. You know, I need, I'm having a little challenges in these areas and staying positive and stuff like that. And is there any way we can work on doing this or that differently? Start there. Mm -hmm. And then if that doesn't work and they're just really bad, then yes, I would move on. Yeah. And, and if you're, I would say this too, is like, if you're afraid to talk to your boss and you might be surprised too, uh, I think sometimes we are, have trouble feeling vulnerable, especially, you know, the people that write our checks. Right. And so, um, yeah, you might be surprised, give it a shot. Well, and completely. Um, and, and that goes into, you know, part of my presentation that I do now and stuff I've learned since the, the blog post is, is part of my presentation is about what managers need to know for their employees as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the managers I've talked to have had no idea that our benefits supply, you know, certain number of therapy sessions for free. So if your Mm -hmm. manager is any good, they should know that stuff as well and be able to recommend some things for you to help you out as well, even if they're potentially unwilling to do some of that themselves. Over overall, would you say your, the feedback from managers has been pretty positive? Uh, I've actually been asked uh, to come in and talk and present on this to specific management groups for a couple local companies and uh, Mm -hmm. and some regional companies as well, too. 
most of the managers I've talked to seem to be pretty willing to to learn and, and change and do some of this. You know, times are changing with newer people in the workforce that need more of this than probably in the past. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And and you br- earlier earlier you brought up your your wife was being a, um, a big support as well. What what are some things that that she did to help you? And then what are some ways that maybe we can get our families on board? Yeah, and that and that's probably the toughest one for me at all. Is you know, growing up in a family that didn't talk and her family talks a lot. She's really good at coming up with ways to do it. We've worked on a journal where she'll just write in it and give it to me and I can read it on my own and write back and give it back to her. And and that's helped a lot. The biggest thing for me is to just, you know, I got to get over myself and realize that in order for us to, you know, continue to move forward as a couple, I, I need to be able to share some of those things and do it. And sometimes it's, you know, just, pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and, and diving head first in. And, and, and it's amazing the liberation that you have once you've done it in, in thank goodness in my part, she's, she's a great woman and she doesn't look at me negatively or, you know, like I'm any less of a, of a husband because of it. Right. So, so that leads me to my my last question. So if someone is listening to this podcast and they've now realized that they may have IT burnout, uh, what's the one actionable thing they can do to get out of it? The one actionable thing they can do to get out of it. it, it yeah, maybe maybe not maybe not like a like a one. Maybe maybe I should reach re, re, go back a little bit on that. Like maybe what's the first thing they can do? to get out of it the first because i understand that there's probably a lot that, yeah. the, that, the, that goes into this the the first thing they have to do is accept that they don't have a what a, I, i'm trying to figure out the way to wear it the first thing i would say is they have to realize that they're not alone mm-hmm. and that it is okay to talk to somebody about it and whether that right. talk is through a communication platform that suits them, you know, text message, email, phone call, person to person, you have to realize that IT burnout, you know, depression is, is not something to be afraid of. And it's something Mm -hmm. that a lot of us have, and it's okay to talk to somebody else. Right. Because the the odds are of you getting through it on your own are slim to none. Hundred percent. No, I, I agree with that completely. Is um, community, especially since you know we're we're a part of VMUG and where so many people are probably going through the same thing as we are. You're bound to have someone who's been there before and and maybe got out of them themselves, or maybe they're struggling with it along with you. Sometimes it's just knowing that someone else is dealing with it, well, dealing with it at the same time as you. And you'll be amazed. So like I said, I, I submitted this out in like June or whatever of, of last year. And I presented in, in mid or late June at, at KCV mug. Um, 
I had one of a friends that's in the community come up to me afterwards and give me a hug and was like, Oh my goodness, I've been going through this and we need to talk. And we went to lunch that le- that week and he just spilled his guts and was just like, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I've known you for years and I had no idea right. you know, that you're going through it. And now we have lunch and talk about, you know, non-work things and, and how's the family doing and how are you doing? And, and we are on a routine to do that. Mm-hmm. But I never would have known and he never would have known about me either if we didn't somebody step up and do it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and through this in the VMUG community, I've been chatting with numerous people that are going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, so to wrap up, if someone wants to reach out to you uh, to ask you a question, maybe what's what's the best way for them to do that? My DMs are open. Eric B. Lee the number six on Twitter. Um, my email's that at gmail.com. So either one of those is the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Yeah. And we will link the article within the show notes as well. So check, check out the show notes, click on them, read the article. It's fantastic. And might be the beginning of a, a new start for you. And if you'd like me to come talk, talk about it or two, get a hold of me. And uh, I've been presenting on it quite a bit over the last year or so. Yeah. Let's send you ever everywhere. Everywhere yeah. that wants it. Let's send you there. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, thanks for chatting, Eric, and uh, we will talk to you later. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.